to the Around the Sun podcast. I am kicking off our series on individuality and I am so excited. It has been about a month since the last episode, the introduction episode. And since then, I have been recording and re-recording and spending a ton of time developing these episodes and splitting them up into parts. And the reason why I wanted to create this series is because there is so much that goes into individuality and what makes us us. And I think it's truly a topic with no end and Talking about humanity and individuality is my favorite thing. So here is the series. Picking up from where I left off in the last episode, the story I shared, I think can easily be chalked up to like an end of adolescence, rock bottom or crisis or awakening in sorts. I was just entering my 20s and I wanted to gracefully transition through these stages or just live life gracefully, whether I realized I was in a stage or not, but it felt like anything but graceful because I felt like I was being required to change in ways that felt really uncomfortable. And I really do say required because if it were up to me, like the path that I wanted to be on and that I would say was like what I would have chosen wasn't unfolding. Like maybe it doesn't seem that crazy or dramatic, but for me and my personal life, I was so determined to serve a mission at that time and I was so passionate about it and I wanted it more than anything and when I realized it wasn't going to play out like that that was very disappointing and scary and uncomfortable and I think that if you're involved in the church in any way there are lots of stigmas and kind of like projected beliefs and ideas around serving missions and I feel like when people see somebody come home early they produce a lot of judgments and assumptions and one could be that it's easier to just come home early and not write out the extent of the mission but for me that was like the opposite I felt like it would have been easier to stay but I knew I had to abandon it and come home and that my life needed to go in a different direction whether that makes much sense to you or not that's just where I was and what I felt deep down so I wanted to you know continue on my path and this path that I laid out that felt perfect and worthwhile and correct for me and then it just wasn't like the things weren't unfolding like I desperately wanted them to unfold so that's why I say it's like I was being required to change and being required to reevaluate everything in my life but whether it had to do with my age or not rock bottoms and moments where we are forced to look at ourselves and reevaluate are extremely universal and we all experience them because growth and change and evolution is 
the cornerstone of life. And nature is the ultimate example. Nothing stays the same. Everything is constantly in motion. Constantly. Even when you're sitting completely still, your organs are pumping and cycling and working and cells are constantly renewing. You're a different version of yourself every single day. Whether it feels like it or not, even when it feels like nothing is changing, everything is changing. And maybe when we don't want to allow change or growth, we experience these big moments of reevaluation and they can be extremely uncomfortable because maybe we're just grasping so hard and so tightly to what we wanted and what we think is correct and when you're forced to look at that and understand that it's not working anymore it's uncomfortable it can be very uncomfortable so that's what happened for me and I share this story not to be dramatic or like blow it up and make it something more than what it was I it was extremely monumental for me because this was like the first time I really had to get real with myself and check myself and check patterns and cycles. But like I said, it's so universal. I think we all go through these moments at any age. Sometimes people want to say it's like when you do enter your 20s, when you enter your 30s. But I think whenever, like whatever age you are, you can experience these very difficult rock bottom moments. And whether the details of it seem very dramatic or intense or not, they can produce the same feelings. Like your story doesn't have to be the same as somebody else's. You don't have to go through the same heartbreak in the same ways. Like these things won't look the same. Sometimes they won't look as intense as other things, but that doesn't matter at the end of the day. What matters is how you feel and how you're feeling in life and about your situation and how heartbreaking it is to you, no matter what it looks like. So we all have these moments where we realize what has once worked for us no longer is working for us. So that for me catapulted me into a path, this path where I really had to look at myself. And I spoke about meditation because meditation is sitting with ourselves and getting to know ourselves really. Because how often do we allow ourselves to like sit still, even if we're not like trying to meditate and close our eyes and quiet our thoughts and quiet our minds? Like how often do we just sit without doing anything, without like getting on our phones, turning on a show, listening to music, having something to do. I, I feel like it's not very often sometimes. And without that, it's hard to understand what you're feeling and what's going on inside you. And it can be really hard to solve it if we can't really sit and listen to ourselves. So meditation, it introduced me to different parts of myself and it was so beneficial to experience this in groups. Like I said, I was going to a meditation group and I feel like when you're in like-minded energy, it can it's just very empowering and can lend to a lot of growth and focus, but 
sometimes it's more difficult when you're just by yourself trying to meditate because of distractions and because of where your mind wants to go. But I think that's exactly what needs to happen, like the allowance of letting your mind go where it wants to go. And if you need to, like bringing it back, bringing it back, bringing it back over and over to try to like resume focus and resume form. And it always depends on like what your goal is with your meditation sometimes they'll be centered around a certain topic or you're asking a certain question or there's a certain theme and sometimes it's just sitting and quieting and trying to access a part of you that is calm and stable and secure the best part of you but for me meditation introduced me to neutrality for the first time when I spoke about finding and accessing that part of me that felt okay no matter what like no matter what was going to happen in life there was a part of me that was so unfazed and untouched by anything that could have happened or that could happen and I feel like that was neutrality just being in a very neutral state where you lose all judgment it's judgmentless and it's a complete allowance for anything to happen and an and acceptance of anything. And sometimes, I mean, that thinking with our logical minds is scary to think about. Like allowing anything and accepting anything is so out of the norm. Like that's not what we do as humans day to day. We are constantly judging things and rejecting things just depending on our own opinions and our perspectives and how could we possibly just get to a state that allows anything it's kind of crazy it's kind of like against the grain but sometimes I feel like that is the answer like thinking of what is so what you're so used to and what is so normal to you and then doing the opposite is wild I know But I feel like it just opens this entire gateway to discover so much, so much. Anyways, so back to realizing I had to really look at myself. I feel like I really had to like completely humble myself and get extremely honest and transparent with myself at the very least, like not meaning I had to go divulge information and sensitivities and like vulnerability to really change but I had to get extremely honest with myself like drop all the things that I was telling myself drop all the ways that I was trying to avoid truth and avoid reality and just I had to become so honest and really figure out what all was going on inside me because there was a lot going on there were a lot of contradictions there were a lot of goals that I desired and things that I wanted to accomplish that I didn't even know if it was like going to be correct for me now and I didn't know what was correct for me I didn't know really what I wanted what I needed and I feel like a good explanation for this is this. So I want to talk about everything that goes into who we are today and has made us and has built us and has taken part in the building of us 
all of it. I feel like we're like these little collector vessels born into physicality with a certain makeup and then we just go through life absorbing and picking up and like synthesizing and filtering all this information that comes our way and we create stories and assign meaning and value to all that information and this is like how we form our programs and perspectives and that's big it's huge that in and of itself is a lifelong pursuit to understand to unravel everything that you are made of and built from that's lifelong your human experience is priceless and i'm like all of a sudden envisioning stepping into the shoes of somebody else and being able to kind of like if you ever read the katie kazoo books katie kazoo can switch into a different person every day i'm pretty sure she like spends the day as somebody else just somebody random and gets to experience their life and I used to be so fascinated by that I loved the Katie Kazoo books it's just so overwhelming to imagine how different we each and every single one of us are part of me is like you're just saying what's obvious like this is obvious we're all different but to me I feel like it is so easily forgotten and not honored and we get wrapped up in trying to be like other people and we get wrapped up in suppressing parts of ourselves because we're embarrassed by them or we're afraid of expressing them so even if it sounds obvious i still want to talk about it because it is a reminder if anything it's just a reminder to really value and cherish who you uniquely are and maybe try to get to know them a little bit deeper and a little bit better. So back to taking in all this information and creating stories and meaning with it. Humans are storytellers and meaning makers. Like we're constantly trying to make sense of things. There are like psychological reasons for this. You know, we're trying to feel safe and secure in some way and feel like we have some stability like that is why we form stories about things and we want to be able to compartmentalize certain information and we're constantly assigning value to everything around us and assigning a certain meaning to everything around us and it's very subjective I mean if you think about it like without humans here on the planet what would it all mean? What would all of this mean? Without a label or a definition, things just are, whether we label them or define them or not. Like everything would just be. Nature would just exist and be as it always has. A flower would be a flower and a tree would be a tree without a perceived or assigned value. Gold would exist inside the earth and nature would grow and die and evolve in its naturalness and abundance and everything would simply exist without any of it being labeled and perceived as beautiful by humans, which I think it's completely and truly a miracle that we have the pleasure and the honor to hold and witness the beauty that exists here 
but I just want to make it clear that something appears to be of a specific worth and value because humans decided. And like I said, it's all completely subjective. We live in societies and cultures and groups and religions with their own separate value systems and structures. Things that have been decided within those groups to hold value. Each of those groups are deciding what is of value to them and they're living from those places. And those things of value range from like metals like gold and silver to fashion and beauty standards and just, I mean, standards in general. And then on top of like all those groups and societal beliefs and structures, we then have our own separate belief system and value system as well. And often I think they'll completely merge with societal and cultural and religious systems when we don't take the time to decide for ourselves. When we're just handed a set of beliefs and we just adopt them fully and view it as very black and white in those ways. But I think that the most important thing for everybody is deciding what we choose to believe and think and obviously like the values we hold because our perceptions and perspectives and labels and definitions and beliefs determine everything they literally determine everything for us and they create these boxes or like I like to view it as like filing cabinets and depending on what we believe to fall into say the categories of good or bad determines where we file things away. Whether it's people that we're filing into the cabinet or qualities and attributes or words and actions or ideas, groups, cultures, you name it. Like we're constantly filing things away based off of our judgments and our perspectives and how we're viewing life through our own individual lens and truly it's it's like a completely unconscious mindless and automated process until you choose to act otherwise i think the simple fact is our internal world full of our beliefs, stories, definitions, and like resulting feelings are the foundation for everything in our lives and the lives of others that can be inherently affected by our beliefs. They are everything. Our beliefs like wrap up our individuality and either have the power to help us or hurt us, like empower us or keep us contained and suppressed and hidden away. It really stems from our beliefs, chosen or not, like consciously chosen or not. And for the most part, a lot of our beliefs, especially deep-rooted ones, are ones that we are unconsciously acting from. So, I'm going to take it back a bit to birth. And honestly, if we're being realistic, these things stem further back beyond the time we were even born. But for the sake of just, you know, rapidly explaining this concept, think of the time you were born. 
and the fact that as that newborn baby, you are so reliant and dependent on somebody else to take care of you and keep you alive. Like newborn human babies do not have the power to keep themselves alive. If if they didn't have somebody there for them to feed them and care for them, they would not survive. Like we would not survive. So from day one, we are dependent on others to keep us alive. And obviously we get to a point and an age where we start to become and feel more capable for providing for ourselves, you know, in the smallest sense. Like obviously a toddler cannot fully provide for themselves, but from observing others and learning from others, they're starting to pick things up. And naturally, inherently, you can see this in children, they start to desire some sort of control over themselves and want to do things for themselves and want to be independent and individual. The point I'm trying to make is we go from infants and children and almost being like very sponge-like, absorbing our environments, absorbing the world around us, learning how to be learning how to do things, acquiring skills, acquiring beliefs. Basically, we are acquiring programs. We're developing programs to automate our lives. So we each have a subconscious and a conscious mind, and they are responsible for different things. There's a reason for our subconscious mind and a purpose for it, and it's actually pretty incredible. Basically, your subconscious is formed from the age zero to seven. We are acquiring this mind that its role is basically to store data and create programs and automation. It's a really incredible process and it is extremely fascinating to me. This whole process is completely out of our control This is inherent for every single one of us. This is the growth and development of human beings. But where it gets interesting and tricky and where something like inner child work comes in is when we realize that maybe a lot of the programs and beliefs and ideas we absorbed and adopted and took on to believe for ourselves as children, maybe they are not 100% true. Maybe they are not very empowering for us. Maybe they are not empowering for others. Maybe they create boxes and fear and judgment and shame around certain particular things. This is where we start to get so much variation because we were all raised very differently. Even two siblings in the same family can have a completely different experience, a completely different experience with their parents, with their caretakers, with their environment. It's just there's so much variation. There's so much that happens and that we pick up and we store away and all of that creates the foundation that we basically launch from into life and into our adulthood. I love the book Biology of Belief by Bruce Lipton. 
I actually want to read a little from his book. First of all, he explains the subconscious mind similar to a programmable hard drive and a database of stored programs whose function is strictly concerned with reading environmental signals and engaging in hardwired behavioral programs. No questions asked, no judgments made. He also paints an example of when you you get in the car and you're driving and you're reviewing your shopping list and listening to music or maybe you have a friend in the car and you're listening to them talk. You're talking for 10 or so minutes and then you're so focused on that conversation, all of a sudden you kind of like come to and you remember you're driving and then you almost can't like remember how you got from like your house to where you are now like you were just so mindlessly acting and driving and somehow you knew how to drive and check your mirrors and make sure you didn't hit anything and you're stopping at the lights and um, just all the things you have to check and be mindful of when you're driving you are mindlessly doing those things you're habitually doing those things it's almost like autopilot that is the subconscious it kind of creates automation for our lives so we'll automatically know how to respond and automatically know how to behave and automatically know what to think about a certain situation and how to judge it I want to read this paragraph where he's talking about the subconscious and the conscious and the difference between the two and how they work together. So he says, the two minds are truly a phenomenal mechanism, but here's how it can go awry. The conscious mind is the quote unquote self, the voice of our own thoughts. It can have great visions and plans for a future filled with love, health, happiness, and prosperity. While we focus our consciousness on happy thoughts, who is running the show? The subconscious. How is the subconscious going to manage our affairs? Precisely the way it was programmed. The behaviors managed by the subconscious mind when we are not paying attention may not be of our own creation, Because most of our fundamental behavioral programs were downloaded without question from observing other people. The learned behaviors and beliefs acquired from other people such as parents, peers, and teachers may not support the goals or desires of our conscious mind. The biggest impediments to realizing the success of which we dream are the limitations programmed into the subconscious. These limitations not only influence our behavior, they can also play a major role in determining our physiology and health. So basically what he is saying in that is we may have conscious desires and expectations and needs and we may set conscious goals which are worthwhile and beautiful but if we have subconscious beliefs that do not support those conscious desires, it can feel much more like force and combativeness to try to make those goals happen. Back when I had my rock bottom, I was in a place 
where I so deeply desired a state of happiness, a form of happiness, joy, security, confidence that I just did not feel inside. I just did not feel it. And when you're that age or whatever age and you look around other people and you view them, especially with social media, you view them as being happy and successful and like they're they're making it in life, they're doing it. It can really make you feel like something is wrong. Something is wrong with you. Like that's at least how I felt. Like why is it such a struggle for me to find happiness and confidence? Why do I feel like I have to fight myself? Like I have to go to war and and I'm in combat with my my mind and my brain and different voices inside my head just fighting so hard to get what I want. We all have worthy desires of love and happiness and security and safety and confidence. And much of the time, for many, many, many reasons, we just don't feel like we're capable of feeling those things. There are very much systems in place that can either create illusions or physically prevent people from feeling free and being free to be who they are. There are very much real physical systems, but there are also mental systems and mental beliefs and messages and teachings that keep us so trapped in low self-worth and insecurity and just very sad places And essentially, I mean, as human beings, like we have the right to be who we are. Anything that is in place, whether physically or emotionally or mentally, that restrains that or that that is like the antidote of freedom essentially needs to be dissolved. On a larger scale, with the systems in place, a lot of the things that don't support human rights those are big things to overturn and people have created movements to do this and are using their voices to do this which i'm eternally grateful for and i and i think all of us only hope to see the world becoming more and more accepting of humanity uh, rather than the opposite like where we've come from where we can so easily dehumanize so many people and groups. But on a smaller scale, it comes down to the more personal beliefs that 100% can be changed within us. Um, They 100% can be changed, and I'm not saying that as an easy process whatsoever, but it is possible and it exists and... I think it is absolutely necessary to settling into your individuality a little bit more. So in the next podcast, I hope you will join me. I will see you in the next episode. (laughs) 